Hello and welcome to Roll Out the Barrel, the show hosted by two British fans of the Milwaukee Brewers. I'm Sean, you can find me on Twitter, at Haders Hair. And with me is my friend and brewer companion, uh, Mark Lewis, who you can find on Twitter, at UK Brew Crew. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. Um, yeah, just having a good couple of weeks, really. It's been very baseball heavy, so um, yeah, lots to talk about. You see, some really good baseball and a few... A few hiccups along the way. Um, yep. <laughs> I think most teams or quite a few teams have been affected by these little COVID outbreaks. Just good to see that, you know, we all were a little bit nervous, weren't we, a week or two ago that yeah. the season potentially <clears throat> might not uh, might not finish. It might fizzle out. But um, I think those fears are uh, and they're receding. Yeah, I think so. And, and I think the MLB have obviously addressed the uh, the issue with the teams that have been caught up with the COVID stuff. Yeah, it's um, it's good to see that there hasn't been anything further. So, yeah, like you said, Mark, loads of baseball to talk about. The Brewers have only had a couple of days off since uh, we last uh, we last put a pod out there. We spoke last time. We just got through the Cubs and the and the Pirates and we had, we're at a 500 season. We were three and three, I believe. We'd uh, yeah, lost two right. one at the Cubs at Wrigley, and then we'd beat the uh, the Pirates two one. And then came our first home game against the White Sox. So at that point, we were struggling with the bat. We were at a, a team batting average of 185, which was pretty poor. And you know, you didn't need to see the stats to know it was poor. You, you know, we've all got eyes. We could see that the guys just weren't clicking at that time. Difficult to understand why. You know, a very strange start to the season, and we weren't the only team um, in that same in in that mold. So we welcomed the White Sox to Miller on the 3rd of August. We lost the game 6-4. Again, not a fantastic display with the bat. I thought a little bit better with the pitching. Um, we led we led off with, with Brett Anderson. He struggled. He gave us three innings only, which obviously for a starter is not good. Uh, went for five hits and two earned runs. Was, was, was taken off. And, uh, and Corbin Burns had to come in and pick pretty much the same, just over three innings. Pitched a lot better, I thought. But again, went for two earned in his 3.2. And at that point, it was quite clear that the pattern of the season was that we were starting to leak runs early on and playing catch-up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, it was it was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? Um, yeah, like you say, Anderson uh, didn't start the game particularly well, did he? He gave up back-to-back hits to start, which put us under pressure. They ended up scoring both of those. So we were 2-0 down in the first, uh, you know, the top half of the first inning. Obviously, our bats haven't been performing and we're starting with, in effect, a 2-0 behind. Thankfully, Jelic managed to get his second hit of the season um, and Garcia managed to get him round. So we, we ended up the first inning only one run down. But, you know, it took a while for us to get going again. We eventually managed to, to kind of get the bats going. But um, I say, yeah, it was a shaky pitching performance with with Anderson and Burns. And, uh, yeah, and a very, very off-key batting performance as well. I've, I've been impressed so far with, with Phelps. Um, I think he's been pretty solid. But that game, he actually got the loss for the one innings that, that he did pitch. Uh, which I felt was a little. I mean, that that win loss statistics a little bit ropey, anyway, isn't it? How yeah, that's all it is. Worked out. It is. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah. I mean, he he replaced Burns, didn't he? Uh, whilst the game was at four four, um, and then I, I believe it was him that that threw the wild pitch that. Uh, enabled Le- uh, is it Le- Leary Garcia um, mm-hmm. to come in to put the uh, the White Sox 5-4 up uh, yeah. in the eighth inning. So, um, yeah, it was uh, 
it was a bit of a shame, but yeah, he's he's better than that. But yeah, unfortunately, he, he gets the loss for, for whatever the ruling is. But yeah, uh, and then obviously Knebel came in for the ninth inning um, and gave up a home run as well, you know, and, and with our faltering bats, that was it. That was game over, wasn't it? So um, yeah, a little bit disappointing that we managed to get in the lead after being 2-0 down well, and was. then sacrificed it, you know. So um, so yeah, it was, it was very much um, a game as we felt had had continued from the uh, the previous six games a very Jekyll and Hyde performance uh, some some kind of brief glimpses that we could be a, a decent side and then some glimpses that we're actually going to struggle so yeah it was a, it was a, an interesting game uh, not the opener we wanted at Miller Park but you know it's uh, I think going on the, the fact that we've managed to get through the first six games three and three when we really possibly should have been two and four you mm-hmm. know we we only just lost out but um, but there was um a pattern that seemed to be starting to emerge wasn't there we had the team uh, runners in scoring positions they managed to get three in from 10 and they left eight people on base that game and um, yep. you know that that says an awful lot doesn't it you know if you're not getting those people in to me only getting three from 10 in is uh, <laughs> seems to be a little bit low uh, and particularly yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of leaving eight people in scoring position is a little bit frustrating so we lost 6-4 and then uh, we played the, the second round in that series. Again, we lost. This time it was a bit, a bit closer. It was it was 3-2. And um, that game, Woody uh, led off on the man for us. It's always difficult when you lose a game when Woody plays. You kind of expect him to uh, to really drive it home for us, don't you? But um, he gave us six innings pitch, which is far better, far more what you'd expect from, from a starting pitcher. Uh, two earns and six strikeouts. So he looked really menacing. He's by far and away, I think, our best pitcher at the moment. Devin Williams came in to replace him. He got the loss that day. And then Brent Suter finished off, who's another pitcher I've been uh, I've been pretty impressed with so far this year. Yeah, I've really been impressed with Suter. Um, I think he works really well at, sort of as a backup out of the bullpen. I wouldn't necessarily say he's a starter, but if you've got a starter mm. that's struggling, somebody like um, Peralta or, or Burns, that only, it's only likely to do three or four innings. And to have somebody like Suter to come out of the bullpen and be able to give you two or three innings, um, you know, his quick style tends to put batters off and you know he's he's very quick at getting the, uh, the, the innings over. So that kind of makes the, uh, the opposition think, a little bit about what they're going to do because they don't have time to sit and, and work out what's going to happen because is it something like 90 seconds isn't it before he's he's pitched his yeah. next ball you know he he, he sets goes yeah, yeah. I, I really like his style you know I think he's going to be a big name for us over the next few years to be honest I can see him uh, just getting better and better so but yeah you're right with that game and um, Woody had a really really good start you know it was unfortunate that he, uh, he ended up giving away the two runs but mm-hmm. it again it's it was very tight through the first four innings I think we took a 2-0 lead in the fifth and then um, it was just frustrating yeah, that we, yeah, we threw the lead away gamble, yeah. yeah so we you know we threw, yeah. the, threw away the lead and, and frustratingly it was um, Danny Mendek reached uh, on a throwing error by Eric Sogard and uh, frustratingly Mendek Mendick ended up getting round and, and scoring the third run. So uh, yeah, it was one of those games that just got away from us. And, and again, the the pattern was uh, we had a team risk of one from seven, and we had six left on base. So you know we yeah. we had opportunities to win that game. Um, so that was a bit of a tight one. Uh, one one of those ones. It was a bit hard to kind of take that loss. So um, you know <laughs> some of the other games that we'll talk about, <laughs> you, you've kind of given up well before that point, haven't you? <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, for that one, it was it was particularly disappointing. In that, that we kind of let that one slip 
offensively again there wasn't much there you mentioned the, the Ben Gamel homer a couple of hits there for, for Sogard Garcia Narvaez you know when you're only hitting hitting two runs you, you've got to pitch like a demon to win the game and you know you just don't win games with very very few games with two runs on the board and that closed out that two-game home season against the Sox. Very disappointing. And then we uh, we went down to, to Chicago and uh, and returned the favour, winning both games there. So what were your takeaways from that? Um, yeah, again, uh, Hauser was uh, was particularly impressive. He uh, mm-hmm. he pitched the first game, didn't he? We got seven innings out of him. He ended up with only uh, it was only five strikeouts, but he uh, uh, a 0.75 ERA from the seven innings and didn't give up a run. So yeah, so he was particularly good. And then five obviously um, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously uh, Hader came in for his second save of the season. So yeah, it was a very tight game. I mean, obviously we won it. We had a team risk of one for six and we had six left on base. And that compared, actually compared this with the Chicago White Sox, who had a team risk of one from three and five left on base. So we are slightly higher. But, you know, we got the one nil win, a little bit of a saving grace after the uh, the opening two games at Miller Park. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously it was all about the pitch. I mean, we, we shut them out and they're a decent side, the White Sox. They've got some yeah. good offensive yeah, no, uh, batters yeah. there. As you said, Hauser was great. He, he got the win. He gave us seven innings, which was great. Phelps came on again and got the hold, his second hold of the season. Again, one hit off his innings, but no no runs, obviously. And, and Josh Hader comes in and saves the day again. But um, all about all about the defence uh, in that game. And then the final in this little four-game series, if you like, two home, two away, we then opened up a little bit and, and won, yeah. that, won that fourth game, 8-3. Far better offence. Home runs, bombs from Yelly and also from Jed Jerko, who again, you know, I've been quite... I wasn't too impressed with that signing when he joined us um, in the winter, but I think he's been OK. He's, he's yeah. come clutch for us a couple of times. Yeah, I, I think he's starting to settle in, actually. Um, I quite like him at third base. He seems to be um, on the ball, as, yeah. as uh, you might say. Um, yeah, there's been a couple of good defensive plays that he's made at third to throw down at first and stuff. Um, seems to be very good at catching the ball, transferring it from the from the glove to his hand and getting rid of it again. So, um, yeah, mm. I, I'm quite impressed. He's, um, his batting possibly needs a little bit more work, but, you know, he's he's starting to hit home runs. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm happy that he's there and, and at the moment I probably have him as my first choice third baseman. Uh, 14 hits in that game from 40 at bats across the team. Interesting that Yelly got walked four times in that game. Team average also, 350. You know we gave our we gave our pitchers a chance in that game didn't we? And that was the thing wasn't it? Yeah I mean we, we knew that we had Lindblom who was it his second start? Yeah, it was. So, so yeah. you know, obviously him coming in from because he was he came in from Korea, didn't he? So um, he's just still a little bit of an untested arm as such at the, uh, the MLB level. But yeah, he had he had a fairly solid game, didn't he? he pitched five. Um, okay, gave away four hits and two runs, but he had seven strikeouts in that five innings. Um, Four point one five ERA. But actually, to be honest, uh, we didn't get punished by him being steady. You know, yeah. Um, so he kept us in the game with his pitching, and our bats actually woke up. And I think it was um, the thing that got us going. Really, was the uh, the luck of the Yellich infield home. Uh, in I did this wrong on Twitter as well. It's inside the park home run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which was a, a little bit of a stranger. I don't know if I've ever seen one live before, so it was did feel a bit weird. Um, so this guy got caught in the net. 
Yeah, yeah. So Jimenez um, in left yeah. field was was he didn't seem to be committed to the catch, and I'm not sure what happened there. Mm. Uh, as I was watching it, I was thinking that it should have been an easy catch, and was half expecting it to be done. But yeah, the ball dropped somehow, uh, and Jimenez then suddenly went over the advertising hoardings and got stuck in the net, didn't he? Which uh, meant that Yelich uh, put the afterburners on and uh, managed to get round. So um, yeah. you know, a bit of luck for us, really, for a change. Um, and you know what? why not you know sometimes you need those little bits of luck and they can really yeah. kickstart your season yeah, um, exactly yeah and then and then to back that up in that same innings obviously um, Garcia gets on base and then Jerko goes and hits a, a home run so we end up you know kind of taking uh, a two-run lead actually Arcea managed to get smoking as well didn't he so uh, yeah so we ended up because of that in inside the uh, park home run in the fifth we ended mm-hmm. up being starting the, the uh, inning 2-1 down and finishing it 5-2 up so uh, yeah it kind of swung the momentum in the game really didn't it and you mentioned Josh Lindblom there and you, you, you know you mentioned he's a bit of an untested arm certainly in major league baseball in recent years coming coming over from the from the korean leagues and um every time he, he starts for us i never quite know what to expect he does take some tap i mean his, his era is above six as we stand at the moment it's actually above six and a half it's 6.62 but he has got 28 k's in his 17.2 innings pitch so far so he goes for a few runs but he's also good on the old strikeout so yeah I mean, he's gone for more home runs than any other anybody else in our rotation. Um, he's gone for four. So he does take a bit of tap. But, you know, he's, as I said, he's the third highest in, in strikeouts as well. So, yeah, yeah he's um, he certainly feels like he, he needs a bit more work, doesn't it? Um, yeah, uh, well, he was um, he was backed up by Peralta as well, wasn't he? So, so yeah. Limblin took the first five innings, Peralta took the next three, that's and between the two of them, they got thirteen strikeouts, didn't they? So, um, you know, that's that's kind of if you if you were looking at a starter going eight innings to have thirteen strikeouts after eight mm-hmm. innings is a pretty good stat. So, yeah, I think Council played it right. He uh, let Limblin take the the brunt of the first part, got ourselves into a position, and then let Peralta use his um, his strong arm for uh, a few innings as well and, and saved the bullpen a little bit I guess um, and, and Freddie was really good that game I thought he looked strong and there was some good variation in there no earned he, was, he went for one hit in, in three innings pitched I thought he was absolutely solid and exactly what we needed um, yep. at that point in the game it could have gone you know it could have gone badly wrong um, obviously Freddie's first outing wasn't fantastic for us no. from the rotation but he was absolutely solid that game and uh, and then Yardley came in to finish the last innings for us so we left Chicago so things were looking OK at that point. Yeah, we had the feeling that even though things weren't necessarily going 100% how we wanted to, the fact that we were at still 500, you know, if things started clicking, we've, we've got the chance of, of actually getting somewhere. So then, you know, we're a bit lot more confident then on the back of two of two wins there. Um, going into the game uh, of the series against the Reds, ended up losing this 2-1. The first game there... Quite a heavy 8-3 loss. And this was really, I suppose we would think we remember this game really for Eric Lauer. Yeah. This was his second appearance for us. His first was out the pen. He gave us 2.2 innings um, a few games before that and looked really, really good. So I was expecting this to be a bit of a, a bit of a pitching masterclass from him. But he got taken apart, didn't he? Um, he gave yeah. us just the three innings, went for six earned runs, only two strikeouts. Yeah, it was a horrible second innings, wasn't it? Um, what happened? Uh, so we got through the first innings, didn't look particularly great, but got through it. Uh, second mm-hmm. innings, he comes out, he conceded six runs, giving away two two walks and a three-run home run. 
once you once you get six nil behind in the second inning, it's very hard to bring that one back, isn't it? You know, um, yeah. and we were chasing the game from from that top of the second basically, um, and we never looked like we were going to come back. It was a bit disappointing. I, I think um, after the game, I think Lauer was um, kind of hinting that between him and Narvaez, they hadn't worked properly um, and maybe tried to throw Narvaez under the bus a little bit. It did feel a little, a little bit that way, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, which you know when you when you think a new guy coming into the team and and particularly the way council has his teams everybody's very much a unit and together i think that's the first time in in probably four or five years i've had somebody kind of not seem like it was a a team defeat Mm. um do you know what i mean and um yeah it was that was a little bit disappointing so um you know obviously i was hoping that he would walk away from this defeat get his head down and and kind of start working out what went wrong yeah. i mean you go you go on the rest of the game yeah if you take away that first two innings we ended up losing the game uh well we would have ended up winning the game three two wouldn't we because we ended up losing eight three so yes. um you know we ended up uh logan morrison hit a home run in the fourth and then Ellie as well yeah canable had um yeah had another bit of a nightmare didn't he gave away another two runs yeah and then Yelich Yelich hit two runs in the eighth to uh, or a two run home run in the eighth to bring it back to eight three but um yeah it was just a very disappointing game really wasn't it you know we're playing at Miller Park and we expect to be uh, turning teams over at Miller Park really or, or at least putting ourselves in a position to win and we just had a horror horror start to the game which we never came back from you know the offense really had to fire after that uh, after that poor pitching start, and it didn't. Just just the three runs, three oh, runs, it was only five, five hits, five wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, team 167 team average. It's just not good enough. Certainly when you're, you're trying to chase down eight runs. So yeah. as you as you rightly say, mate, we were never we were never really in that game. So then we moved on to the second game in the series. And last again, 4-1 this time, with Brett Anderson uh, on the mound. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about him uh, later on. But again, struggled, only gave us 3.2. Game was relieved by Corbin Burns, which seemed to be, you know, Anderson and Burns seemed to be hand-in-hand in, hand in, those, in, the, yeah. in those first few games. Went for three runs, two earned runs from his 3.2. Um, got the loss, and three after 3.2 uh, innings, um, Corbin came on and, Actually, Burns pitched the rest of the game. He pitched 5.1 innings. Yeah, Just exactly, went for one yeah. run. So he looked like the Corbin Burns that we know. He looked yeah. powerful. He looked strong. He was pitching some real heat. But unfortunately, you know, he was uh, following up from Anderson. He had a, had a little bit of a mare. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't helped by... Um, there was a fielding error as well, wasn't there? So Irving got a single in the first inning. And uh, here... Uh, um, had a throw, an error for Votto yeah. to reach first base, which obviously advanced Irvin. Uh, to th- he actually advanced him round to third base, didn't he? And then Suarez came up and hit a home run with the two people on base. So again, we started a game three nil down, and uh, yeah, again we never looked like we were going to turn that over. So um, yeah, another disappointing game really. And I think by this point we were kind of scratching our heads as to, to what was so wrong with the team, wasn't it? And um, but actually I. I noted here that um, it, it could have been much worse for us as well because the Reds, uh, similar to what we were doing in uh, with the Chicago White Sox, um, had a, a team runner in scoring position. They, they got one from 10 and left eight on base. So we could have been punished a lot more um, from that game. So again, it's, it's one bad inning that, that cost us that game. So yeah, so we ended up losing that game and, and sort of being 2-0 down in the series, which um, obviously was not ideal. You know, we, yeah. we were already 5-5. Uh, five and five. We were looking to try and win this series to be above 500. 
So at that point, when we lost that second game, we were we were five and seven. So we were we were struggling. We were well below 500. And I think there was lots of traffic on Twitter, lots of Brewers fans upset about various things. And um, and it, it was clear at that point that our rotation certainly wasn't wasn't firing in the way we wanted it to. Woody was good. Hauser was good. But at that point, that was about it. Um, obviously, Freddie had, had, had not had a good eighteen for us. Corbin hadn't had a good start for us. Lindblom was giving up runs. Lauer had been taken apart um, by the Reds. It was it was quite worrying. And we needed, I think, a steadying influence in our rotation to try and calm things down a bit. So it was just as well that the next game we had Woody on the mound. Uh, yeah. starting for us and we, we took the third game uh, 9-3 which was I think it's fair to say that it was a relief he gave us um put us up to six and seven which was a 460 season yeah Woody gave us four innings five five k's just one one home run I think he was the steadying influence that we need um and he was backed up that game the, you know the, the the picture that really stood out for me that game was Brent Sue so he got the win it was his second win of the of the season he gave us two innings, uh, didn't go for any any open runs at all, and I just felt he absolutely stabilised the ship for us. You know, when again we could have started panicking, he stabilised the ship, and then the rest of the pen that night I thought fired pretty well. Yeah, backed him up perfectly, didn't they? Um, yeah, this this was an interesting game because. I'd actually agreed to do um, live commentary on in-play runs for the MLB UK community. So obviously knowing yeah. that we had two really bad games uh, prior to this, I was just hoping that we didn't have another bad game that I'd have to report on. So, um, yeah, I was quite happy. Um, like you say, Woodruff started um, and he was up against Gray as well, who um, kind of the, the number one starter for the Reds, who was currently, he'd had three prior starts to that and one all three. So it was mm. going to be a pretty tough uh, pitching match up um, and I think Woodruff struggled a little bit more than Gray did. Woodruff end, ended up with quite a high pitch count didn't he after the first innings I think he was up to nearly 30 pitches yes. after the first inning yeah. um, which kind of cost him a little bit of confidence I think but he managed to get through the four innings without too much going badly wrong um he he did manage to settle himself and, and got through it but yeah it was right that he he came off and Suter took over Suter again looked really good when he came on and yeah and we <laughs> for a change we had a a really good inning that that put pay to them really uh we were up against uh, a side that obviously had some confidence having beaten us twice before um and had also taken a one nil lead in the first inning as well we managed to get back in the third with a uh, a um, Yelich RBI triple, I believe. Um, I think he hit. I think Hira got on base, and, and Yelich brought him in with a triple. So yeah, obviously scored nine runs. Far uh, far better offensive display. Uh, bombs from uh, Yelly and from from Hira. Uh, actually, yeah, Yelly got three RBI for us that game as well. The team ten hits, ten for thirty-five, giving us a two eighty-six team average. So pushing the average up again further. In that case, the the, the season's average was up to two thirteen. So it was a good win. I mean, it was important that we were, we didn't get swept at home. I thought that was really important. Um, as I say, it brought us up to six um, six wins, seven losses, but gave us that little bit of positivity going into what was always going to be a very, very tough series at the Twins. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the Twins very much fancied this year, aren't they, to um, to contest their division and uh, have a good run in the postseason. So, um, and as we found out, they're a very good hitting side. So, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so as you say, Mark Twins very fancied uh, to do well this this year. Uh, we lost that first game four two. We only used two pitchers. 
after he starts, Adrian Hauser was on the mound, and I think we were getting to, um, I wouldn't say such a full sense of security, but we were getting very comfortable that he was going to do a good job for us. That was a, it was a tougher night for him. Um, he, he, he got the loss. He gave us five innings, went for four earned runs, which, you know, by his very, very high standards of how he'd started the season was, was tough. And then Freddie came out the pen, gave us four innings, one hit and no earns. And again, looked absolutely spectacular at the pen for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did a real, real good job there of um, plugging the leak when, again, it could, have, it could have got away from us much quicker than it actually did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he definitely steadied the ship. Um, got eight strikeouts as well, didn't he, in that game? Um, in those four innings, which was he double did. what Hauser did in in five innings. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Again, saved our bullpen in a game that we lost, um, and we didn't really look like we were going to get anywhere with. Yeah, we also um, we had um, Lomo was DFA'd as well prior to that game, wasn't he? And uh, he was. Luis Urias was uh, brought into the roster, um, and he made his first start in the game, didn't he? Um, and he got did. off to a cracker in the second inning with his uh, first hit for the team. And then uh, I, th- I believe he got round with an RCR RBI double as well to put us 1-0 up in the game. So uh, things weren't looking too bad to begin with. Um, and then we had a, another horror inning, didn't we, in the third, uh, mm-hmm. where we had bases loaded in effect and uh, Rosario came up and hit a grand slam which put us 4-1 down so um, yeah yeah, it's one of those things isn't it it wasn't yeah and that's where the four end runs came from from Hauser as well so um, a bit disappointing because it was basically that grand slam was the four runs that the Twins um, actually ended up winning the game from so uh, you know it's it's another one of those that we could have we could have won we had none from eight in the team uh, runners in scoring positions and we left seven on base again so uh, yeah it's it's that was a a tough one to take I thought it set us up quite nicely then for the next game well actually as it turned out it did set us up quite nicely because yeah it did we then then won the second six four we had Limblom back on the on the mound had a bit of a mare he gave up all uh, all four runs came from Josh Limblom three home runs that game from four innings pitched wasn't pretty no. Thankfully, the pen really fired. Claudio came out, then Yardy, Phelps, Williams and Hader. So the other five innings were shared between five pitchers. Josh Hader got us the save, his third save of the season. And Devin Williams actually got us the win uh, that game. I think it just demonstrates what we're saying about Josh Lindblom. You don't quite know what you're going to get, do you? No, no. I mean, again, he's still got eight strikeouts in his four innings. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's... he's He's giving away runs. Um, he had seven hits that game, didn't he? Um, so, yeah, yeah it's, he's not the finished article by a long way. Um, there is promise there. And, you know, he he's, he seems to be good for a four-inning stretch. I don't know if he will make a seven-inning, eight-inning start. But um, I'm not I'm not out of favour with him yet. You know, I think he, he's got a couple more starts in him. If he's giving away four runs again, then we've got to start questioning it, haven't we? But, um we got away with it, didn't we? We uh, we let them score the four runs early on. We we got a run ourselves, didn't we, early on with Garcia getting a home run in the first. Um, we let them then get a four-one lead, and then um, we we battled back, didn't we? So the second half of the game with with our bullpen, the bats also helped out. Yeah, it's an interesting point you pick up there. I mean, for me. I think Josh Lindblom is on the rotation. I, I don't think we have many other options, uh, to no. be honest. 
I mean, he's had a he's had a couple of rocky games, I think, but uh, I think he certainly makes the rotation. I wouldn't I wouldn't be thinking about taking him off the rotation at any point. We don't have that depth to Sorry, do that. As as we've said before, it's a strange season. It might be people just taking a lot, lot longer to bed in. But yeah, the the pen. I think our pen generally has done pretty well. You know, there's a few instances where it hasn't. Um, but generally, I think I think the, the the pen's been pretty good. And the good thing that game was offensively. Um, you just mentioned a few points there. The guys were getting wood onto onto the ball. I mean, it was good to see Manny Pena get two homers that game. Yeah, it was uh, it was his best game, wasn't it? It's was the first time he scored two home runs in uh, in a game. So uh, yeah, good to see him playing. Um, we're going to talk about him a bit later on. Obviously, he's um, he's definitely looking like he's enjoying himself at the moment. It's yeah. one of the few that seems to be uh, doing okay in in a, an average season. So um, we had. Um, Another Jerko home run as well, didn't we? Um, yep, we did, in. yep. Um, and then obviously Hader came in for the save. So, so all in all, actually, that that game was a, was a very typical Brewers game, wasn't it? Gave away an early lead, brought it back, managed to get in front, stayed in front. So, yeah, a bit more like we're used to seeing over the last few years, really. So, of course, you know what happens as a Brewers fan? You get a win like that, and you you think, oh, what well, we're ready for the next game? We're going to take this series now. <laughs> So on the 12th, we played the Twins in that third and final game. And um, I think it's fair to say that the wheels came off a little bit there. We we yep. we, we lost the game 12-2, which was a, a hammering in anyone's <laughs> estimation. And it was the, the nail in the coffin for, for Eric Lauer. Um, yeah. he, he, he got the loss. He got his second loss. An absolute nightmare. I mean, he, at that point, his ERA was 12.54. Again, really sad to see from that really, really good start he gave us out of the pen um, to those two nightmare starts in the rotation. And then Grimm, who's the next Cub, I believe, isn't he? Um, <laughs> yeah. He, he comes thing. out. I think he's still a Cub, the way he's pitching. He gives up four earned runs from, from 0.2 innings pitched. Again, his ERA is over 17. Grim by just, name, grim by nature, eh? <laughs> absolutely. It was just a nightmare. And we weren't going to come back. I think I posted on Twister at the time, you know, even if you, if your offence is firing, when you're chasing 12 runs, it's it's always going yeah. to be a good, a good game well, to win. Well, that was the thing, wasn't it? We did go 12-0 down. And yes. then, you know, the sixth inning, they took their foot off the pedal because they didn't need to do anything. And we managed to get two runs. But, you know, it was far too little too late. But one of the one of the, the fun parts about that game was um, obviously uh, Suter came out for an inning um, and they didn't warm anybody up in the bullpen. So everybody was assuming he was going to come out for the ninth inning. And in, instead of Suter, out came um, Jerko for, <laughs> oh, <of> course, yeah. <laughs> for uh, a one inning, gave away one hit, but didn't give away any runs and ended up with an ERA. So. So, um, yeah, a bit, of, a bit of fun at the end uh, of a, a pretty depressing game, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, watching him pitch there, Jed Jerko, um, anybody who follows cricket would know what I mean when I say he was he was very village in his uh, in his style. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's not too much to say about that game. So we lost the series 2-1, and at that point we were 7-9. and nine, And then we had a four-game stretch at, uh, at the Cubs to look forward to, um, which at that point, heads were down. Wasn't a great time to be going to Wrigley, or so we thought. Played that first game with the Cubs. The Cubs beat us 4-2. Brett Anderson gets his second loss of the season there. Didn't pitch badly, I thought. He, no. he went for two earned from 4.1 IP. I didn't think he pitched too badly. And Corbin Burns was the same. But again, that was very much all about our offence or our lack of offence, I think. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, you Darvish had a pretty good night. He he was throwing a, a no hitter through to the seventh inning, wasn't he? Um, yes. So we got our first hit actually in the seventh inning, which was um, a smoke solo home run. So thank God we didn't get no hit against the Cubs. Um, so yeah, he had a, a fairly good night pitching. And the Cubs, we we said this in the opening series, the Cubs batting lineup is really strong. They, their batting lineup always gives them a chance to win a game and they're not electric they're not going to go out and score 12 runs like like the twins did in the game prior to that but you know they're going to score runs and throughout that entire game with our offense not firing we just knew that every now and then they would just keep adding and adding and adding to the score um and and yeah it was it was another one of those oh my god nights wasn't it <laughs> Do you know what I mean? yeah no, um, it, it was i mean we were we were struggling at that point yelly and and Hura didn't really fire but then again, you know, who did? I mean, Justin Smoke was probably our best our best offensive player that night. Yeah, um, he ended up with an RBI double, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And a solo home run. Uh, yeah, pretty much everybody else did did not a lot. So, But then something happened. We, we took that second game 4-3. We won the next three games by one run, which was yeah. crazy. It was yeah. such a tight series, wasn't it? Woody comes out for us. A game by his standards didn't have the best night. Three earned from four, just over four innings pitched. And then the pen, Peralta Williams and Josh Hader with his fourth save, uh, not giving up a run between them in, what, 4.2 uh, innings? Yeah, yeah. So Woody didn't pitch that bad, but by his standards, not brilliant. And again, the pen came out and did a really good job. Yeah, and it was also backed up by um, Jelic as well. Um, Jelic finally managed to get a, a decent at-bat, managed to get a three-run home run, which put us in the lead. So we were we were 3-1 down in the sixth. Sogard managed to get on. Hura then got hit by pitch, uh, and then upstepped Jelic to put us 4-3 in the front. And uh, as soon as we were in front, we weren't losing that. We were lucky again. It was a nervous, nervous uh, three or four innings, wasn't it? I don't know. Um, I was pretty much biting my fingernails for most of it, thinking the Cubs are just going to score again, as they always do, you know, kind of pick yeah. that one. But yeah, we managed to hold them. You know, they, they ended up with a team um, risk of two for eight and left nine on base. So we defended pretty stoutly to stop them from scoring um, after we managed to get the lead. So, um, so yeah, so finally we had something to cheer about. Which was awfully good news, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So again, you know, the heads go up. And then we go into the third game uh, in that series. Again, Adrian Hauser uh, kicks off for us. Went for three earns. But again, gave us five, I thought, pretty solid innings. Backed up again remarkably well by the um, by the, by the the pen. Obviously, that was about Corey Kniebel's blown save, giving up that homer in the bottom of the eighth, I think it was. And then obviously, Alex Claudio about to come out in the end and, uh, and he earns the save for us. 6-5 win. Again, offensively better. The highlight of the game really was the uh, the fact that I think Urias had a pretty good game, didn't he? Um, he, he went had, three for he, four that game. Yeah, three for four with two RBIs as well. Yeah, he ended up with a point four hundred average, didn't he? Yeah, no, the, the, the story of that game was that everybody was looking at Suter thinking how awesome he was looking with his 2.2 innings pitched and, and five strikeouts. Yeah. Um, and uh, you were expecting him to close out the eighth, but council decided to uh, pull him to bring Knabel on to get a, uh, a more favourable match-up. Mm. And uh, yeah, and then Knabel went and got hit, didn't he? And uh, Souza hit a, uh, a solo home run to level the game in the in the top of the eighth. So um, no, bottom of the eighth. Sorry, bottom of the eighth. Yeah, yeah. it was so, a weird. Uh, I think it was a weird decision. I mean, I, I know yeah, there's old lefties and righties, and I, and I understand yeah. all that, but I thought Suter was pitching so well. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I'd just let him pitch, wouldn't you? I'd just yeah. let him carry on pitching. Yeah, and and 
the obviously the the Brewers Twitter went mad with uh, you know council doing it again trying to place matchups and it backfiring blah 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 you know the usual kind of meltdown when something goes wrong um and and actually I, I felt similar I, I was a bit like I didn't understand why he'd brought Suter off because Suter was on fire you know it it nearly backfired for him but thankfully we got away with it um we managed to get to, to extra innings um and obviously we started thankfully we started with Yelich on second didn't we with the extra innings yeah Yelich started on second base and Garcia came up to, to take the first at bat in extra innings mm-hmm. and started it off with started us off with a double so Yelich came straight in so we were 5-4 up and then uh, obviously we were in effect starting with a, a one-run lead a man on double on uh, second with no outs Sogard came up got a single which advanced Garcia and then Urias came up and hit a uh, a really really good hit down into the uh, bottom right hand right field corner didn't he which uh, managed yeah. to get another one in so we'd ended up with 6-4 uh, ended up 6-4 at the after our innings in in the 10th and we just had to stop them from scoring two or three so uh, which we managed yeah. to do we ended up being uh, 2-1 up in the series and, and obviously life was starting to feel a bit better again wasn't it it was indeed. We were 2-1 up at Wrigley now in the series and uh, we were going into that fourth game um, on the back of two straight wins, which for our season was, was good. A uh, bit of momentum. And who walks onto the mound for us? It's Josh Lindblom again. So, <laughs> again, we're asking, what, what are we <laughs> yeah. going to get? Exactly. The answer is, <laughs> the answer is we're going to get five earned runs in five innings pitched. Again, eight strikeouts. So as we mentioned before, he does get, he, he's got a high strikeout uh, count. But he, he is going for some runs. Uh, walked four batters as well that game. So not really the, the start we were looking for. But again, the bullpen fired. Yardley, Williams, Phelps and Hayder uh, again didn't give up um, one run between them. So, yeah, the fact that we've got a lights out bullpen, I feel quite happy if a starter's not working for our bullpen to take over the game and go through four or five innings and, and for us to pretty much not give up a run. Yeah, definitely. There was certainly a bit of upward momentum uh, with with the batting. So a couple of bombs that game, one for Keston and one for uh, Arcia. Three RBIs for Keston that game as well. Offensively looked sharper. Yeah, yeah, very close game. But, you know, we, we actually managed to, to give the Cubs a bit of a knock, didn't we? Because they were, they were sitting pretty before that series they were they were sitting uh, i think as the number one ranked team in the whole of mlb let alone just the uh, nl central so um, yeah so to go into wrigley field particularly after having already lost the series at wrigley field this season um to to beat them 3-1 in their own backyard was uh was quite satisfying wasn't it you know any any win at wrigley any 3-1 series win you're going to take your both hands aren't you um certainly when you lose the first to take them three on the bounce was just uh, absolutely superb and always good to to beat the the Cubs anyway. The other was was a bit pleasing to see was obviously Hader got um, his fifth save in that game. Uh, he only had one strikeout, but he did actually do a job on uh, on Baez, didn't he? Who uh, was uh, was chasing down first base and uh, Hader had to go and tag him out. Um, originally, the uh, the call on the field was that uh, Baez was safe, and uh, I believe we had to challenge it. And uh, the replay showed that Hader just got there in time. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was quite good to see that. And actually, I think was that the first challenge that we've won this season as well. So. Um, <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. Always, always nice to happen uh, when you're playing against uh, one of your biggest rivals, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's. Um, I posted something on on Twitter. I looked at some of the stats. Really, Hader versus Baez, and um, Baez just cannot play Josh Hader anyway. No. Um, Hader totally has him in his pocket. I mean, Baez will swing at anything, won't he? 
But, uh, you know, he, he couldn't hit a cow's backside with a banjo when it comes to uh, facing Josh Hader. I think he's only got one hit off him, uh, one career hit, and it was a single. Josh Hader's got his number. So we won the Series 3-1, and at that point, we were 10-10, and 10, a yep. 500 season, which I think, considering some of the highs and the lows we'd had, I thought was a really good, repu- uh, a really good return mark. Yeah, yeah, um, likewise, you know... <laughs> We're we're having a really Jekyll and Hyde season, aren't we? Aren't we? When when we win, we we look good, and when we lose, we look bad. So um, yeah, I'm mm. I'm happy at this stage to have the uh, the 500 season, the 10 and 10. We're now a third of the way through the season as well. So as long as we can keep it at 500 or above, we're looking like we should make postseason, and that's when the the real fun starts, you know. And as we know, mm. the Brewers are particularly good coming into September. Um, and bar that one fielding error last year, um, I I found fancy us to do quite well in um, in uh, postseason and and did yeah. fancy us last year to go well in postseason apart from uh, obviously the one slip up so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so so we're on course we need to we're doing what we need to do and if you look at last season as well we were pretty much a 500 team through most of the season anyway it was only september the september run that kind of cemented our uh, postseason so yeah, yeah it went uh, crazy yeah. didn't it yeah, we're you know we're we're happy where we are at the moment. I would be happier if um, the bats were a bit more consistent. They seem to be getting that way a little bit. Mm. Um, we we are now scoring runs. We're not getting uh, we're not giving teams twelve nil leads. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I mean <clears throat> that final game at Wrigley, the our team batting average had gone up to two two hundred eighteen. So it it was rising. We were three twenty four that game, but the average over the season uh, was two one eight. So. It, it was rising and it was it was it was maintaining above 200 um, consistently. So the evidence was there that we were starting to get more bats on ball. And then um, we then go into the in another season or series against the uh, against the Twins. Um, and as we're recording this, we've just come off the back of the, the second game in that in that uh, in that series. So let's just very quickly touch on those marks. So the first game was a 4-3 loss. Always again going to be a tough, a tough deal. So Corbin gave us um, five innings pitched, uh, just went for one earned run. But we we had to go deep into the bullpen that game because uh, it went to uh, to twelve innings. Yeah, it did. Um, and it, to be fair, it shouldn't have gone to twelve innings, should it? Um, Maeda had a, a pretty much near perfect game, didn't he? And was going for a no hitter until the ninth inning, where um, Sogard managed to break it. And you could just see in his face when Sogard got that hit, uh, how he just dropped that he was so close to getting a no hitter. Um, yeah. And I and I felt for him because, to be perfectly honest, we'd done nothing in the game to to kind of warrant even coming anywhere close winning at that point. But mm. then somehow magically in, in the ninth inning, we had a bit of a rally. We managed to get it back to three all uh, and then take it to the extra innings and then um, struggle to get the run over, didn't we, in the uh, in the extra innings. But, um, you know, again, our, our bullpen showed um, once Burns had... Uh, kind of relinquished uh, that they don't give up very much I mean yeah okay they did actually give away two runs in this game uh, in the seventh and the eighth innings mm. but um, they also gave away the one in the 12th but do you count that when he's starting on second base already you know um, I don't think you think you can, can you? yeah exactly so you know it's, it's one of those things um, yeah it was a game we were never really in uh, and a game we probably should have pinched in the ninth inning but didn't and then lost out in extra innings. So yeah, uh, you know it was it was on a real knife edge that game. I mean we had runs from from Sogard, Yelich, and Garcia. It really could have gone either way, couldn't it? Uh, yeah. We just didn't get the rub of the green in the end, and uh, yeah, lost out four three on that one, which brought us into 
the second game, which is last night's game as we record this, Brett Anderson on the mound gave us a great, great start. Six innings pitched, just one earned from that. And uh, we went on and we came out 9-3 winners, which was, that's a great win in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Again, you know, like we say, they're they're a fancied side. So um, the fact that we we've we've not just beaten them, we've beaten them well, nine three. Um, mm. You know, um, we also had uh, Rasmussen come in and make a uh, an MLB MLB debut. Um, pitched two great pitched innings. Very well, I thought. Yeah, pitched two great innings. Okay, gave away two hits, but didn't give away any runs. Managed to get three strikeouts. So you know, fifty mm. percent of his of the batters that he faced, he struck out. So, um, yeah, he, he had a really, really good uh, debut. And then Knievel and Claudio kind of did the rest um, between them to finish up in the ninth. Yeah, I suppose we can talk very briefly about Corey Knievel. He he yeah. struggled. He, he went for, for two earned from 0.2. Um, he's really struggled, hasn't he, I think, um, yeah, he has, this, yeah. this this season. If you, if you look at his numbers... He's made nine appearances for us, 6.2 innings, gone for seven earned. His ERA is 9.45 and his whip is 2.25. So they're not they're not good figures at all. I wonder whether, I wonder whether he's fit. Obviously, he had Tommy John, didn't he? Um, yeah. And this is his first sort of season back since since that injury. He's pitching around 90 to 91 miles per hour, which I believe is five or six miles per hour slower than, than he was before. Yeah, I'm just wondering whether the, whether the fitness is there or whether the arm is still is still not right. Yeah, it, there's definitely something wrong, isn't there? Because everybody was, prior to the season, everybody was saying that actually they think Canable will be a better saver than Hader. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely not proving to to be true at the moment, is it? Um, so yeah, there's some there's something wrong because at the moment he seems to be giving away runs every time he comes up, which is not what you want from somebody who's supposed to be a lights out bullpen yeah, exactly. guy. Um, so and you can see his confidence, can't you? Yeah, exactly. No. So it wouldn't surprise me if 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 it was a normal season and there was a minor league system, that I would have no doubt in my mind that he'd be uh, sent down now and be told to work on certain things whether we've got that luxury i don't i mean we possibly have actually at the moment with the way the rest of the bullpens worked um mm-hmm. we could we could possibly drop him but um yeah it's just it's not working for him at the moment and he needs to work out what what needs to happen yeah i agree you know if you create cancel i'm not sure when when i'd want to pitch him um i certainly wouldn't be pitching him to side games close games you're certainly no. going to give the ball to josh hader I mean, he's yep. five for five on saves. And it's no good for the players' confidence, and it's no good for the team's confidence. Um, as, as we say, he just, doesn't, he just doesn't look right at the moment. No. I mean, luckily, um, when he came in, we were we were 9-1 up anyway, so he gave away two runs. It, it didn't get anywhere near squeaky bum time, did it? So, no, it, it <laughs> didn't. And, and it made me, you know, I looked at that, and I thought, well, that's why CC's put him out there, because we got a pretty unassailable lead at that point. Yeah. Um, and it was almost a very low pressure situation to bring him into, but he still sort of uh, went for a couple, but um, you know, these things, I mean, one of them was a homer and it can happen to anyone, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, somebody that hits home runs for a living is always going to hit a home run. It doesn't matter who the pitcher is. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of have to take that on the chin every now and then, but yeah, unfortunately this has been what the fourth or fifth game 
that he's he's given away runs and looked shaky in a time when we were possibly comfortable. So yeah, um, yeah it's, it's it's a shame for him because I really want him to do well, um, and I really hope that he manages to turn it around because unfortunately baseball is a bit of an unforgiving mistress, isn't it? So as we stand at the moment, we're one-one after that excellent win in Minnesota. We are. 11 and 11, so we're back to 500 season, which uh, I'm going to take with both arms at the moment. So, a very interesting season so far. And I've got to say, mate, I'm I'm loving every second of this at the moment. It is a rollercoaster ride, but um, it's absolutely superb. So, I mean, if you had to pick three names from the Brewers who have impressed you this year, who are you picking, mate? Um, Well, actually, the the first one... That, that springs to mind is Manny Pena. So he's um, he's playing second fiddle to Navias in catching at the moment, but actually I think he looks a better catcher and, and a better uh, and better offensively than Navias is. I'm kind of of the mind to say leave uh, leave Pena in Pena in and uh, let Navias fight for his place. I, I think. I was right in hearing um, Brett Anderson saying on the commentary in the uh, the game last night that Pena was tied second for the amount of throwdowns. Mm. Um, now, if you consider he's only played in a handful of games compared to Navarez, you know, he's tied second in the MLB for throwdowns from the catching position. Just says all you need to say, really, doesn't it? You know, he's yeah. he's. He's adding offensively and he's adding defensively. So, um, yeah, for me, he's been a real, real kind of bright point um, from from behind the plate. Um, the second one for me is Hauser. Um, I was unsure as to how he would be as a starter. Um, and I actually, since the uh, the Pittsburgh game where he started and ended up with the hour and 45 minute rain delay and then came out and still played an absolute blinder um i've been really impressed with him i i feel quite confident when he's actually um a starter you know he hasn't won every game that he's played but he actually looks pretty good so um so yeah so he's been a particularly good pickup for me um and then the other one that that really sticks out is um orlando arcia um you know he's playing second fiddle in a lot of positions to a lot of platoon guys but yet seems to be performing um you know whenever he's on the field he seems that defensively seems to be involved in most of the double plays that happen he you know he was our, our only hitter in the first game at the cubs he went three for three um he's hit a home run at wrigley field to to put us five three up in the game the other week um and actually i've just been really surprised his attitude has been perfect you know he's he's got on with it you don't hear him complaining he looks like he's enjoying baseball and for me I, you know i've actually really enjoyed watching him at shortstop he's been excellent he really has offensively he's been good i think he's been better certainly than last year which is what all of us were praying for he's got a bully arm he's fit he's quick um i like the guy and i think yeah it's, it's a good shout i mean for me i mean necessarily in my top three but I'm, i want to talk about three pictures the first is, is Brett Anderson. We've spoke about how he had, you know, not the easiest start this season, but in a season where our rotation has taken some some hits and has been unstable and, you know, we've been moving people around, I think what we need is an experienced head. And with Brett Anderson, we certainly get that. He's got, you know, 10 years plus experience in the majors. He's keeping his head when the, when the going's tough and... I think he's now showing signs of improvement. I mean, he's got this, uh, he's, he's got a great sinker uh, and he uses it quite a lot uh, to, to great effect. But I think he's really bolstering rotation really at a time when we need it. So 
you know, an experienced head on those shoulders, and that's absolutely going to be helping the team out. The second pitcher is Corbin Burns. Just great to have him back in the team. We mentioned before he's, you know, he's throwing heat. He's the kind of pitcher that genuinely frightens batters, I think. When you look at his numbers, I mean, he's the second highest in strikeouts. He's got 29 strikeouts for us this season, which is one behind Woody at 30. And he's only been hit for one homer, which is the lowest in all of the rotation. When you look at his stat, um, his main two balls, his fastball and his slider, he's throwing his fastball, you know, 48% of the time at around 96 miles per hour is his average speed. And his slider is throwing in at around 29%. So mixing it up quite nicely. Definitely got to be that fifth name on our rotation this season. We just need to cement him in there now and keep him in that rotation. And hopefully his performances will uh, uh, will, will imp- carry on improving. And the third uh, is I've got to talk about my man, Josh Hader. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's coming up clutch in, in high leverage situations, which is his job, right? Yeah. Um, he's five on five with saves. 12 Ks. He does keep us on the edge of our seat a little bit. He's walked four players um, this year. He's had a couple of full counts, which, you know, make us um, which make us a little bit nervous when we're watching it, but he always delivers. We've mentioned before he's got an ER ahead of zero. His whip yep. is .55, and that's only because of those walks. And his Ks per innings pitch are sitting at 1.6. So, absolutely doing the job for us this year. I mean, I've said it many, many times. For me, He's the best closer in Major League Baseball. You know, I'm yet to be proven wrong on that, I think. So just uh, doing a great, great job for us there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Hayder is is lights out, isn't he? He has been the whole time he's been at the Brewers, to be honest. Phenomenal arm, and I think he's always going to be a Brewers legend, no matter what happens. No, I totally agree with that. Well, that dovetails quite nicely, I suppose, into the last little part of the pod, mate. Just the update on the the inaugural, as we like to call it, um, UK stroke US Brewers Fantasy uh, Baseball League. So we're three, four games in. So on the East Division there, we have Callum and his Newport Ironsides top of the league uh, from myself, the Birmingham Haderites. And then Chris Biggs and the Croydon Cobras were all two and one. The South Bank Sliders, they're propping up the league at the moment. Uh, And in the West uh, West Division, we have... The UK Brew Crew, your good self, unbeaten, 3-0. and zero. <laughs> uh, And we have Zach and the Mill Cargo Brew Sox, 2-1. and one. Uh, AW's Team Yelly Hits, 1-2. and two. And, uh, and Troy and the Team Wiss Sports team there are uh, propping up the league there. So, you know, some real close games. It's going to go to the wire, this, I think, mate. But it's, uh, it's great fun playing with these guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and actually, I mean, the, the table doesn't say an awful lot at the moment because Craig is 0-3 in your East Division, but he's currently beating me this week. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm the only one with a 100% record in, in wins and I'm getting beaten by somebody who hasn't won all season. So, yeah, it's it's a really, really interesting good league, isn't it? You know, there's there's lots of activity. I see everybody getting on and changing their team around and a bit of this, bit of that. And, yeah, it, it's it's good fun. I'm really enjoying the uh, the fantasy league. It was definitely worth starting and definitely, definitely would look to uh, to continuing it next year as well and, and maybe expanding it to get more people involved. Definitely. Um, obviously, we'll, towards the end of the season, we'll put that offer out there. But yeah, we'd love to get you know a league twice, twice the size for next year. Um, again, a good mixture of, of US and European Brewers fans would be absolutely brilliant on that. So, so we're looking at expanding it. It's going to be bigger and better than ever, mate, as they say in the adverts. Yeah, well, things um, are on the up, aren't they? So, yeah. uh... Okay, mate. Well, listen, we've uh, I think we've done our time for, for today. 
11-11 going into the uh, uh, the third game against the Twins. It's a fantastic season. We are enjoying it immensely, and it's just so refreshing to have baseball to talk about, uh, no matter how painful it can be sometimes. Yeah. Um, we're going to call that a night. I'm Sean. You can find me on Twitter, at Haders here, and I'm going to wish my erstwhile companion, Mark Lewis, um, Mr. At UK Brew Crew, a good evening, mate, and uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Speaking of commentating, actually, uh, anybody that's listening, uh, tune in to In Play Runs on uh, Sunday evening run by the MLB UK community. Um, I'll tweet out a link for it. Um, I'll be commentating, uh, live commentating on the uh, Brewers at the Pirates game on Sunday. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to have people listening and, and give feedback about that. So, um, yeah, it's all good. We're enjoying yeah. it at the moment. And I'll second that, Mark. That is a that is a great show. And those guys at the uh, the MLB UK community do a really really good job. I'd recommend anyone to tune in and uh, listen to that. It is great fun. Okay then, buddy. So here's hoping that we uh, we wrap the series up against the Twins tonight, mate. And I'm going to wish you a very good night, mate. And go Brewers. Thank you very much, mate. Have a good uh, good week or so, and I'll speak to you soon. So uh, cheers and uh, go Brewers. Cheers.